This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. What's up, runners? So excited to share this episode with you today. Today we have a special guest on the podcast, and I am so excited to introduce you to Allie Luthane. We are talking all about why runners should make time for yoga. So if you're interested in yoga, if you love yoga already, if you are curious about yoga, even if you think that yoga is not for you, I would really, really encourage you to listen to this episode because Allie and I dive deep into what yoga is because it's not just stretching, why runners and really all humans should be practicing some form of yoga in their daily lives and what it can add both to our running and just to the rest of our lives in general. It's a great conversation, so I'm so excited for you guys to hear it. But just a little bit about Allie before we start. Allie Luthane has been a motivational speaker and yoga instructor for two decades, spreading aloha love wherever she lives. She's a mother of four and owns Isha Warriors, an online yoga platform specifically designed to uplift, love, and inspire teens that can be enjoyed by the whole family. Isha Warriors offers everything from vinyasa yoga to chair yoga. Her weekly podcast, Monday Mindset with Isha Warriors, has a worldwide following and helps listeners live their lives with intention and abundance. You guys are going to love Allie, I'm sure, as much as I do. So without further ado, here's Allie. All right. So I'm super excited today. I have a special guest on the podcast. We are talking today to Allie Luthane, who is the founder and owner of a program called Isha Warriors. Um, And she is doing some amazing things in the yoga space. It's actually a program where she is teaching yoga for teens. And today, Allie's going to come on and talk to us about why runners should make time for yoga. And this is a question that I get all the time. So Allie, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Welcome. Yes, I love it. Because runners are like, but I stretch. Why would I need yoga? Mm-hmm. Or there are people that want to do yoga, but have no idea what to do, or they think that yoga and stretching are kind of the same thing. So today we're going to break down all of the things that you guys need to know as a runner that is interested in yoga, or if you're not interested, why you should be interested oh, yeah. in doing yoga and all of the benefits that it can bring to you, your life and your running, and really just your life in general. Like there's so many benefits. So first off, can you tell us a little bit about your story and like, how did you get into yoga in the first place and, and a little bit of your background? Sure. So my husband and I have kind of moved all over the U.S. So when I talk, I just kind of had this culmination of all these different places I've lived. So I say aloha. I say y'all. You know what I mean? So we happen to be living in West Virginia, whereas where I picked up my y'all. And um, a friend invited me to go to yoga. And I was like, all right, I'm, I'll do it. Sure. And the first time I went, I did not like it. In fact, I kind of hated it because I was so used to being an athlete, you know, playing volleyball, doing, remember back in the day, like step aerobics mm-hmm. and like kickboxing and just all these things. And I remember just looking at the clock and I was like, this is so slow. It just felt so slow to me, mm-hmm. you know? Um, here's the thing though, after I was done and we were leaving and I like, I couldn't deny how I felt, you know what I mean? And that, that feeling actually lingered. Like I felt it that evening and the day after and the day, you know, it's like, all right, you know, I'm going to give this a try again. Right. And so I went, I started going about once a month and then that quickly turned into once a week. And then I was just hooked. I was like, yeah, this needs to be a big part of my life, you know? And then what was that feeling that you had? Was it like a mental, a physical, both? Like, what was that feeling? Absolutely. I would say both. It's almost like a cleansing feeling Mm -hmm. mentally and emotionally. It's just this like recharge. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, you know, when you've just had like a really good nap (laughs) and you just wake up and you're like, oh, I just feel better. Or, um, you know, the physically now, because yoga is such a part of my life, I can tell if I haven't done yoga in mm. a day or two days, like the tightness in my shoulders or, you know what I mean? I'm constantly like, oh, my posture, you know? Um, so now I feel it in my body as tightness or just um, stress. You know, I can just feel that. Mm-hmm. And, I and isn't, it, isn't it funny, like how 
this is one of the things that I think I've realized too, is like how many of us walk around with that tightness and we just think that's normal. Absolutely. Right. And then we like experience the release of that. And it's like, wait a second, this is what it's supposed to feel like just to live, (laughs) you know, like it's something totally different. Just last week, you know, often at the end of my classes, I'll go around and just kind of like, just gently just put like two fingers on people's shoulders Mm -hmm. and just gently press them down. And one of the people were like, is that like where my shoulders are supposed to be? And you know, it's like, yeah, actually just, you know, just that release. It's like, oh, I didn't realize my shoulders were up to my ears. Mm -hmm. So for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, okay. So yoga has just kind of brought a lot of benefits to your life. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, I'm so passionate about it. Now, what about running? Are you a runner? Like I saw that you had, you did like a little like triathlon this summer, right? And you did like a mini, a half marathon, right? Or something yeah. recently as well. So what yeah. is your experience when it comes to running? So I think the interesting thing about running is, I mean, I started doing a bit of it in college, but it wasn't until after college that mm-hmm. I really started running. Um, and really after I started having kids, um, I would say over the last, you know, decade or so, especially when I had little ones, running was my saving grace. And I think that other runners can appreciate that. You know what I mean? Like this is my time, my kid free time, my time to listen to my podcast or my time to chat with friends. And over the years, whether I'm training for a race or one of my friends is training for a race, I'm like, oh, you need to go 10 miles today. I'll go with you. Can we, you know, like I'll go and we just chat and gab and it's like therapy for free, you know? And I just, I love that connection. I would say my closest friends have been those that I run with. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally understand that too. So which came first for you then, running or yoga? Um, Yoga. And well, kind of, I mean, both of them I kind of found in college, but um, yeah, yoga probably first, which I appreciate it because it helps me with running. Um, Mm -hmm. And with half marathons, my favorite is um, every year I do, I run with Ainsley's Angels. Do you know that organization? No, I don't. Yeah. So Ainsley's Angels, it's nationwide and you get to push an angel rider. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you, they call them, um, angel athletes, excuse me. So you're the runner. And then, um, and that all came about because of a family friend of ours who is a burn survivor, a double amputee. Yeah. His name's Owen. And, Mm -hmm. and I was like, Owen, do you want to run a race with me? And he's like, yeah. And so we found Ainsley's Angels because they provide the push chairs. You you, you got to have the push chairs, you know? Yeah. yeah. So we've been doing that now for five years. Okay. Uh, Very cool. So what do you, down. like, how often do you run now? Like, are you like usually training for something and you just kind of run just because it makes you feel good? Yeah. I try to run at least twice a week. Okay. I like to vary up things. I am really big into cycling. That's why triathlons are like a good fit for me. Mm-hmm. I try to swim once or twice a week and bike once or twice a week and run once or twice a week. Yeah. Of, so just know. like kind of overall fitness and yeah. living a healthy lifestyle. Absolutely. And that's why I love about yoga is it complements everything I do. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with that. So let's talk a little bit about how yoga complements running so well and why runners should really make time for yoga. Yeah. So I definitely feel like I said before, like you feel it in your body. And when I start adding miles up running for a half marathon, Mm -hmm. you know, like I love yoga, but when I start adding on the miles, like I need the yoga. And, um, one of the reasons why is because yoga is so good for muscle recovery. Mm. And, um, it actually like that um, myofascial release that happens through a yoga class helps decrease soreness, right? And then you have the increase in blood flow and oxygen, which then helps facilitate a quicker recovery, you know, so then you can get back out there and running again without being sore. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it stretches um, those muscles so it decreases inflammation and it aids in recovery. It's like getting that deep, deep tissue massage, you know, that we were talking about like that release. Um, so that's one of the things that for me makes yoga like essential, especially when I'm training for a half marathon and just overall strength, 
yoga, you know, runners often have really strong legs, but what about their core? Or what about their back muscles? And, you know, you don't think about the arm muscles and all those things. And um, yoga helps develop the core with every breath. Mm-hmm. I don't think people realize that. You know what I mean? Because when you are mindfully breathing, you are actually noticing the muscles engaged in that diaphragmic breathing and you're you're strengthening your core with every breath in yoga. Yeah. So just like overall strength. Um, I've worked a lot with athletes and it's so surprising how imbalanced their strength is. You know what I mean? Like I'll have these guys who are super buff and then they can't hold a balance pose because they're weak in their inner um, inner adductors. You know what I mean? Or so just bringing that overall strength to underused or, you know, compensating for dominant muscles. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, yoga definitely increases muscle tone, bone strength because it's a weight bearing, you know, when you're doing a balance pose, um, it works muscles and joints at the same time. So that helps strengthen the connective tissues such as your ligaments and tendons, mm-hmm. right? And so when we strengthen the ligaments and tendons, we're going to help decrease chance of injury. And then we add flexibility to it. And there's where the sweet spot is. Yeah. Right? Well, and I'm so glad that you like mentioned flexibility last <laughs> because <laughs> like it's really one of the things like we, we were talking about right at the beginning is like people think that like yoga is the same as stretching and it's totally not. Um, and like, just to like, I want to go back through these points that you yeah, made as like, like one by one, because I think all of them are really important to really point out and really understand. So like not point number one that you mentioned was, um, muscle recovery, right? Yeah. Muscle recovery yeah. and combating soreness. Now, so people think I'm a little crazy, but it's okay. Cause you know, I am, but after my long runs, um, we have a place where I actually have my yoga instructor here where, um, she does yoga in the park for like the community and it's like a free yoga session. It's amazing. Um, and I go on Saturday mornings, I say like my ideal Saturday morning is long run. And then I go to Starbucks and have coffee with my friends, my running friends, like you said, right. Like that community. And then I go to yoga. So it's like, people are like, wait a second, you would go on like a 10 mile run and then go do an hour of yoga. And I'm like, yes, because it made my body feel so much better. Right. Like, because when you are running, oftentimes, especially like long distance endurance running, we get very stiff, like, cause we're in the same position and our muscles and our joints are going through a very limited range of motion. Yes. Right. And yes. so anytime I finish my long run, my body feels stiff. Like, yes, I'm tired, but it's, there's like a stiffness there. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, when you bend over to like untie your shoes the first time and you're like, Oh, like you're like a creaky, like scarecrow. Yes. Yoga That's- helps oil your joints. Man. Literally. Oil your yoga helps oil your joints. Yes, exactly. And so it was like just going to yoga after my long runs, especially because I was spending so much time in that running motion with yoga. It's like you open up all of your joints and all of your muscles and then your breathing as well, which we can get into here is, but like, I really noticed a big difference. And that's how I trained for like all of my half marathons is like, I would do yoga. I mean, I would run coffee and then yoga. And then I would go home and back to your original point of like, just that feeling that you have, like, I would just go home with like such a sense of like peace and like happiness and like joy. And like my family made comments about, they knew when like yoga was canceled (laughs) (laughs) and, and like on the days that I had yoga and on the days that I came home and didn't have yoga. So hands down, I mean, that in and of itself, I think says a lot that like my kids can tell the difference in just the way that I show up, um, after I do a yoga session. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So we said recovery, balance, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, balance is huge in strengthening overall. Yeah. It's huge to prevent slips and falls. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, pra- how many, how often do we practice balancing on one foot in an everyday? Like, right. Never. Well, if they're, if you're a member of the Academy, you guys Ooh. know that like, I always talk about balancing on one foot because as runners, single leg balance is extremely important, right? Like our muscle that's running is a single leg activity. You're jumping from one leg to another, which is why yoga is so wonderfully complementary to it yeah. because there are a lot of single leg poses, but even when 
it's not specifically a single leg pose. Like even like say something like warrior, right. Where Uh you have both feet on the ground, but you're working both legs differently. Right. And you're, and you're the way that you, your joints are positioned, the way that your muscles are engaged is just creating an overall sense of stability in the body. And then when you link the breath to it, it Mm -hmm. directly translates to running, right? Because so many reasons that runners have issues with endurance is because they can't master their breath, right? They're pushing too hard and they can't master their breath. And yoga helps with all of that. Like yoga helps with the strength and the stability. It helps with that balance. And then it also helps link the breathing to the movement. So, I mean, yogis have been developing breath work for like thousands of years. So right. like, if you want to go to a place, you know, if you want to really learn about breath work, you're going to go to yoga for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Developing those muscles, developing the, the training. Because, you know, just like with running, like you have to do it again and again. It has to be something you practice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love when you said runners have limited range of motion because that's what I have written on my notes. When I work with runners, limited range of motion. And so often I feel like runners, athletes, they feel intimidated to jump into a yoga class because they're like, oh, but I'm not flexible, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and so, and I always think like, well, how, like if you, if your coach said, oh, I need you to go lift weights, you're not going to say, oh, but I'm not strong. Like, you know, that lifting weights is going to make you strong you know? And so it's the same, like with yoga, like wherever you're at, just come yoga is going to meet you wherever you're at. And you're going to increase that flexibility and you are going to get more leeway in the movement. You know what I mean? Like how many times do runners kind of roll their ankle or how many times do you stub a toe or trip up on something? You're going to have more leeway in those unexpected movements. Yeah. Through yoga. I think that that's one of the things that holds a lot of runners back from doing yoga is that they don't know what to expect, you know, that like running seems so simple. It's like you put your shoes on and you head out the door. Right. And that in and of itself is a major myth that we like to break down on the podcast all the time. Like running is not that simple. It is, but it isn't if you want to actually improve and get better. Right. Like there's a lot more nuance to it, but with yoga, it's like, when people have it in their heads, like, oh, I'm not flexible or, oh, I don't have good balance. So why would I go to a yoga class that's going to highlight all of those things? Right. You know, so what would you say to that person that's just like very intimidated by the idea of going to yoga? Right. Well, I think two things. One, they're like, that's one of the things I love about my platform because you can do it at home. Mm-hmm. You can do it wherever. You can have a chair next to you. You know what I mean? Like you can really make it meet your needs and you don't have to feel like, oh gosh, I'm going to compare myself to others. And, you know, um, so just starting in a space where you feel absolutely comfortable. Um, I always tell people give yoga like five tries, you know what I mean? Cause I can't tell you how many times, you know, I have a guy or a woman come in and, um, and you can just tell that they feel a little, you know, out of place. Yeah. And, um, giving yourself practice, giving yourself that grace. Right. Um, and I said, just, I promise you it gets easier. Like every time, you know, every time. And like we talked about, you feel the difference. Like it's worth, it's worth. And it also actually helps you. And this is something else we'll kind of talk about too, but emotionally, like doing yoga helps you sit in places of discomfort. And I know as a runner, you got to get good at being uncomfortable, right? Yes. When you are, when you're hitting that wall, when you are, you know, going for your ultra marathon or whatever, like, so to be able to go into that space, that yoga space where you literally are practicing Mm -hmm. sitting in a place of discomfort, breathing through that place of intensity and discomfort, it translates off the mat too. Mm Mm-hmm. So I would tell them it's worth it. It's going to help you, you know, on your runs. Um, I often use an analogy when it comes to flexibility. Have you ever seen, um, do you ever eat saltwater taffy? Have you ever seen one of those huge machines with the big metal arms? Yes. Okay. So if you look at a saltwater taffy machine, they have these big metal arms that go up and they go down and they're constantly moving that saltwater taffy to keep it supple to keep it soft to keep Mm -hmm. it flexible and the minute you take it off it cools and hardens right right? so for me that's what yoga has to offer athletes 
it helps keep those muscles and those ligaments stretched and supple and soft. So then you are increasing that range of motion. You're decreasing chance of injury, you know? Mm-hmm. And how many times per week do you think that runners should do that to, in order to get that benefit? You absolutely can feel benefit with doing yoga, even just once a week. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been proven to help balance cortisol levels just once a week doing yoga once a week helps raise serotonin levels. I mean, you know, you're talking to someone who does yoga a lot. So I'm like, well, you can't afford not to do yoga a lot. But I would say, here's what I would tell someone who's feeling frustrated. They're like, Allie, I still can't touch my toes. You know, I'm doing yoga once a week. And so I'm like, well, just think about how many hours do you spend running? How many hours do you spend lifting weights? And then, you know, notice, well, in contrast, how many hours are you spending stretching? How many hours, you you know, so it's like, if you want to see results quicker, you're going to need to do it more often. Yeah. Right. Just like if you were lifting weights, if you want to see more results, you know, how many times a week do you lift weights? mm -hmm. Same with yoga. So really it kind of depends on what's going to meet your needs, what your goals are. But also it doesn't matter if you touch your toes. (laughs) No, no, (laughs) for sure. Like, but I think like, like some people have it in their mind that like, I need to be able to touch my toes. I mean, need to be able to do this and that. And like, you don't, especially as runners. Like I talk about flexibility all the time with my runners because so many people are like, well, you need to stretch. Like stretching just needs to be something that runners do. And I disagree with that. Like, I don't think that runners need to stretch just for the sake of stretching. Like mobility is important. Yeah. Right. Having our joints and our tissues be able to move in the way that we need them to move for the activity that we want to do. Yeah. That's important. But flexibility, just for the sake of flexibility, we don't need that. Right. Like we need enough flexibility so that we're not limited. But excess flexibility can actually be a bad thing in in some people's cases. I mean, you you can push yourself too hard in yoga. Yeah. Yeah. You can definitely. And, you know, I think yoga helps you listen to your body. Mm-hmm. It gives you that space to listen to your body. And I'm constantly asking people what's right for you. And whether you are, you know, barely reaching to your knees, or you're reaching to your toes, we're all feeling that intensity wherever we're at. It's your personal journey. You know what I mean? So I love in yoga that it helps you. Pre- and if, you know, you're going to a yoga instructor that gets that, mm-hmm. right? Um, they're going to encourage you to listen to your body always. And it's more about the surrender and the letting go. And actually you will find you can increase that flexibility if you don't push yourself to get it. Because when you push yourself, you're tensing your muscles. You're, you know what I mean? But if you actually practice this releasing and the letting go and the softening, you know what I mean? And it sounds like, oh, well, that sounds easy, but actually that's even harder. You know what I mean? Because we want to, we want to reach it. And if you're like, okay, I'm just going to let, accept where I am and let it come. And then it happens for sure. So oh my for gosh. Sure, the physical is huge. You, I you, love that you're saying that though, yeah. because I feel like that can connect with runners so much, right? Because as runners, I think we tend to be very like type A driven types of personalities. Right. And like, this is one of the major myths that we try to break down in runners is like pushing harder is not the way to get faster. Like pushing harder all the time is just going to lead you to break down and to get injured and to get burned out and just to like overtrain. Right. Like, and it is in that pulling back and releasing of the expectations and allowing your body to recover that you get stronger. Right. And this is one of the things we love about yoga is like yoga is a fantastic form of active recovery, right? It's allowing your body to actually just take a step back. Like you said, breathe in, supply more oxygen to your cells and allow your body to recover and heal itself because it is in the harder efforts where we break our body down, but it is in recovery that we actually build back stronger than we were before. Oh yeah. And we need that. Oh, a hundred percent. Right. But I think that like mentally, that's a very hard thing for us as runners and like former athletes to accept. Right. Because we are, it's drilled into us, like no pain, no gain. And like, you have to push harder if you want to get better. And, you know, you need to do more, 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 more. It's like, I've got these cross country runners now that are playing, you know, multiple sports, they're doing cross country and they're doing club soccer and they're doing all of these things. And it's all about like doing more. And like, I had one of my athletes tell me, 
coach, like, if you don't yell at me, then I'm not, I'm not going to like, like, I, I only respond when like my coaches yell at me. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like they like in their head, because that's the experience that they've had with coaches, right. That like my coach needs to yell at me and tell me that I'm doing a bad job in order for me to like rise up and like meet their expectations. And I was like, Hmm. I'm like, so I was like thinking, you know, long and hard about that. And I was like, yeah, that's just not the kind of coach I am. You know, like that is not, I'm not going to be the one screaming at my players telling them that, that, that they're not good enough. Yeah. Right. And don't you think that kind of robs them of finding the intrinsic? Totally. Of finding that like, well, I'm going to push myself as hard because I feel good. Like I'm going to push myself because this is what I want, not because my coach is yelling at me, Mm -hmm. you know, and that is one of the very first things I always tell my participants, you know, in my program when I'm teaching in person is like, you're enough. You showed up today. You're enough. And I want you to tap into your own inner voice. Yeah. Right. And like practicing so that. And that athlete that's saying those things, well, what do you do when you graduate? You don't have someone yelling at you to do like, you know what I mean? So like you, I try to help teens develop these habits of that intrinsic, like Mm -hmm. my worth is so great. I want to take care of my body. Yeah. I want to do those things where I stay mobile and increase stability and, you know, see if I can push myself and do these things because it's enjoyable, Mm -hmm. you know, because I love it. Yeah. Instead of it coming from someone else. Yeah. It's so interesting. Right. And I think that that's a great segue for us to kind of start talking about some of the mental benefits of yoga, because like, I think that there are a ton of of physical benefits, like we just talked about. Like, so if you're a runner and like physical performance is something that matters to you, you need to do yoga. Okay. Like it's, it's going to improve your strength, your balance, your breathing. Like it's going to give you so many physical benefits, but like, there's also the mental side of yoga and running like, and we talk about the mental side of running all the time. And I think that they're very much linked, um, you know, the mental side of yoga and the mental side of running. And we've been doing like some journaling exercises with our high school cross country team, because like you said, like, I'm all about like trying to help them find that internal motivation, right. To learn why they're doing certain things, like what their definition of a runner is like all the things that I like to talk about here on the podcast and um, inside of our training academy. And so I asked them a couple of weeks ago, we did an, a journaling exercise of why are you a runner? And like, what motivates you? Like what things motivate you to become a better runner? And I, I had them go around the room and like offer some of their answers. And almost all of them were externally motivated. I don't want to embarrass myself. I want to, I want to impress my parents. I want to, um, I don't want to let my team down. Like it was all of them were like very few were like, I just want to be stronger or I want to become a better runner. Like it was all about other people's perceptions of them or comparing themselves to other people. And I understand that, you know, to, especially with teens, like this is like how the teenage brain is wired. But I think that a lot of us, even as adult runners, like as, as real life runners here, listening to this podcast, we fall into those same traps, right? We fall into the trap of like comparing ourselves to other people and, um, letting the, the time on the clock or the time on our watch dictate how we feel about our runs or our success. So Let's talk a little bit about how yoga can help us to mentally process through and become like a mentally stronger runner as well. Sure. And I just, I just love you, Andy. I just love like that you get it. I don't think a lot of coaches get it. And so um, in the series that I created yoga for athletes, there's journaling aspect. Nice. That's so important to take that time out and journaling helps you actually work through your thoughts. You know, cause how often do you ask a teenager or even ourselves? Like, what do you think about? It? I don't know. Okay. Well, yeah. let's, let's write it out till you do, you know? And the very first week of the series is called somebody before something. And just this idea that like, I am somebody before I am that title. Oh, you're the fastest runner or you are, you know, this, whatever, this metal or, you know what I mean? And just understanding their worth and finding their why. Mm-hmm. why they do things. I mean, you would say with running, what percentage is mental? You know what I mean? Like I've read things even like it says 90% is mental. 90%. Yeah. That? 
Yeah. No, I, I would agree with that for sure. Like nine, 80 to 90%, I would say like is, is mental because the mental aspect of, of running dictates everything that you do, right? Like the mental side dictates how consistent you are. It dictates your ability to push through pain. It dictates, you know, your ability to um, stay motivated. And like there, it is the underlying current of everything we do as runners. And I think so often all of us, and I'm just specifically thinking of teens that I work with, they get kind of swept in how busy they are to take the time to stop and to think about the why and to stop. And so here's where yoga comes in. Yoga gives all of us this space that you literally carve out to, to check in. You know, you, you literally carve out this time to notice what are my thoughts? Cause when, when all of a sudden you stop and you're just sitting there, what are the thoughts that are popping up in your head? And you're like, that's interesting without judgment. Like, why is that the record looping around? You know, why is that that inner dialogue? And it gives you a chance to try on new thoughts. Mm-hmm. You know, it gives you a chance to let go of toxic thoughts. It gives you a chance, like, like you're taking off that heavy backpack and just being like, okay, those thoughts are what I was thinking before I hit the mat. And they're going to be there when I get back. Like right now, I just want to focus on being present. And I think that's what translates into that ah, feeling, Mm -hmm. you know, because as you link and you connect the mindfulness and the breathing and the moving of the body, it's just very like cleansing to the mind, the body and the soul. Like there is healing found in the stillness. Mm-hmm. And um, I absolutely think that the mind is huge. Um, every time you step onto the mat, you're entering a mind gym. You know, <laughs> you are, you're entering a mind gym. And uh, during yoga practice, you can practice like introducing a mantra that you want to believe. Mm. What is it you want to bring more of? Okay, that's my intention for my practice today. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's something that you state in the positive. It's something that you state and you like all the feelings around that you feel those things, you know, like I am strong. Like, whoa, I just that makes me feel powerful. Mm-hmm. And I'm in this pose and I'm feeling strong, you know, or whatever it is. And I love that um that just that practicing those positive mantras. Cause you know, how often do we look in the mirror and we say, gosh, darn it. I like you. You know what I mean? Like I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. Exactly. You know, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So will the people in our generation and above, but those youngsters have no idea what we're talking about and that's okay. That's okay. (laughs) But I mean, visualizations like this is why most division one colleges literally employ sports psychologists, yep. you know what I mean? To work with their athletes because mental is huge mm-hmm. and visualizations have been proved to help level up an athlete's performance and help them achieve the results that they're striving for. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I'm going to put, um, we can include in the show notes. I just have like a 10 minute visualization, you know, that you can practice doing, um, just so this past summer I did a triathlon and always like lake swimming is totally different than swimming in a pool. It's just, and swimming with a whole bunch of swimmers on either side of you. And I think about you and all your cross country runners and you start in that corral, right? And there's just all these people and they always funnel into this like little Mm -hmm. small, it's intense, you know? And like, you have to prepare yourself mentally. Mm -hmm. Like, Hey, this is the part where we do this thing. And how do I want to feel? Mm-hmm. when I go to the starting at uh, the start of this race, how do I yep. want to feel? How do I want it to, you know what I mean? Like, and so you can visualize these things. So many studies have shown that it activates the same spaces in the brain as whether you are doing it physically or you're just thinking about it. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh yeah, those are the muscles I want to strengthen so that when I go to the front line and just this last weekend, my daughter was like, mom, all the other girls, as we were approaching that front line, they were like, Oh, I just feel tired. Oh, I'm nervous. Oh, you know, like all this negativity. And I'm like, Hey, that's when you need to like girls, like that, do you really want that monkey on your back? You think you're going to run better thinking those negative thoughts? Like that's not motivating and fueling you to have the race of your life, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's the mental toughness that you have to do to prepare for the race. So you, I know you teach that in, in your membership and all your things too. 
And yoga gives you a space to practice those things. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think it's all about the intention. Like that's really wow. one of the biggest things. And that's like, that's phase one of our training academy. That's what I named it's intention, right? Like it's bringing intention to what you're doing because so many of us just kind of like move through running or move through our life yep. just mindlessly, right? Like we just kind of like take it, take it as it comes. Like we go out the door, we run however we want to on any given day. And then we wonder why we're not making progress. Why don't we feel fulfilled? That's weird. Yeah, exactly. Like you need to bring that intention in, you know? And I think that yoga is such a good space for that. I think that it's like, it's, there's two things I've I've big, I've majorly noticed when it comes to yoga is like, first is like just bringing awareness, right? Like bringing it's, it gives you a space to notice what's going on in your body. Like that awareness of like, Oh, that's tight. You know, like when you get into those certain positions, you're like, Oh wow. Look at this right hip compared to this left hip. Like there's tightness here or, huh? Isn't that funny? I'm like totally solid with my balance on my right leg. But when I do the same pose on my left leg, I'm wobbling all over the place and falling over. Right. Like it gives us that space. And I think that like what you said before is so important of bringing awareness without judgment, right? Like, and giving us like an insight, like one of the things that like my, like in-person yoga teacher, my local yoga teacher, she'll say like, when she'll put, when she puts us into that uncomfortable pose, right? She's like, I know some of you are cursing at me right now. She's like, notice what's happening in your brain, right? Like what you do on the mat translates to everything else that you do in your life. So when you get into this uncomfortable spot, are you blaming me? Are you, are you saying bad things about the teacher? Are you detaching and trying to think about something else? Like, is your brain going somewhere else? Are you leaning into the discomfort and trying to go deeper? Right? Like, are you, or do you just escape and just come out of the pose and be like, Nope, I'm done. Like, right. And like, ever since she said that, I'm like, that is so interesting and how that translates into other areas of our life too. Like when things get hard, do we lean in? Do we pull away? Do we we detach? Do we breathe through it? it. Yeah. Do we breathe through it and allow it just to be there? Right. Mm -hmm. Are we allowing ourselves to experience these things? Um, So like bringing that awareness and then also bringing that intention and like how we can use both of those things through our yoga practice um, to help us level up in our running in the rest of our life. Yeah. Because if you're just, like you said, kind of going along, going through the motions, we don't even realize what is keeping us stuck. Mm. We don't even realize, oh, oh, that's the thought. So, you know, you're a coach. Like how many emotions do you find your athletes bring to the table throughout the season or maybe in the day? Like, you know what I mean? How about, like, how about just like 10 minutes, <laughs> especially with high school kids? They have no idea. Like, you know, so my coaching for like my, our online like platform is a little bit different than like my in-person sure. coaching. Right. But like the, our, our high school kids, I mean, they can, they have like the, the most mood swings in like a 10 minute period or, you know, in just one practice, you know, they start off the day they're, they're stressed about school. They're stressed about that person stole my boyfriend. And like, I had a girl like completely break down like last week because of like high school drama. Right. And then it's like, and then they wonder like why they're having a problem with their runs, like why they're struggling with their runs. And I was like, girl, what else is going on in your life? You know, like it's all connected. These, these, these these are not all islands, right? Like all of these things are connected. Oh, for sure. And I, that's one of the things I love about yoga is the balancing out of the emotions, giving these kids and all of us a place to like bring all of that, you know what I mean? And to let go of it and to process it. And instead of it erupting out, you know what I mean? Like through drama, it's like, oh, I am feeling really angry about this. You know what I mean? And just like being able to breathe through it. But we're not taught that, right? No. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that this is the, the space that yoga can give us here too, right? Yeah. Is like, because most of the time, like as teenagers or at, even as adults, like how many yeah. times we, we're not taught how to process our emotions. Yeah. So how, how do we do it? Like, how does yoga help us with that? It's magic. <laughs> stepping on the mat you're just like automatically emotions processed wouldn't that be nice 
It's magic. It kind of <laughs> is though. It's the, it's the, all the things. Cause yeah. I remember I had someone ask me like, Oh, is yoga more cardio or is it more like strength? And I'm like, all the things, all the things, all the things, you know, it, it's the connecting the mind and the body and, and the spirit. And, you know, um, yoga always lifts my mood and re-energizes me. And it's like, you can't just put your finger on one thing that yoga does to get that. Mm -hmm. um, I, the more often you can practice it, the, the quicker you're going to feel that. I remember very specifically, I had something happen, you know, kind of a little drama with friends and I was feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm so hurt. And just, it's like, I was feeling that way. I go onto the mat and then I was like, ah, oh, it's going to be okay. You know what I mean? And then it's like, then the wheels start turning again and all those thoughts start turning again. And then that turns into emotions that are just, you know, toxic emotions and you're feeling all this unnecessary pain. And, and then I went to the mat again. I was like, okay. And it's like, it just stabilizes you again. And then it's like, you're taking that, like that daily dose of stability, not just for your body stability, but emotional stability and anchoring yourself, grounding yourself. Um, you know, it helps you prioritize. Do I want to keep feeling like this? Mm -hmm. Do I, you know, like, again, it just, it's like, it gives you this space, like this sacred space, really. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, every, every end of the class we have what I call be still time and it's Shavasana, you know, or a meditative time where you really just let go. Let go, let go, let go. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, it, it, there is healing in the pause and the stillness. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't agree more, but do, do you think that that's also teacher dependent? I think having a good teacher helps sign up for yeah. my program. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> We'll definitely be putting a link to all of that. Show you guys are connecting with Allie, but like really, cause I've, I've found like, you know, I've had, I've done lots of yoga classes throughout the years yeah. and there are definitely people that I connect with more like different yeah. teacher styles. Yeah. Um, and I find that there are, there are some yoga teachers out there that are just in it for like the cardio, you know, for the workout, right. right? right. Versus like trying to connect more to the spiritual side or, um, to just creating that space yeah. for us, because it like, you know, some runners might look at yoga, especially if, if they've never done it before and, and say, well, how can like doing these poses, like create all this space, create all these things that, that you're right. telling me. Okay. I can understand how that might lead to better flexibility and strength and all the physical benefits. I right. See what you're saying. But yeah. the mental, but like, how can just like getting into these poses, create all of these mental benefits for me? Yeah. Definitely find a teacher that connects it all. Yeah. Don't stop finding, you know, don't stop your look. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? If you go and you're not getting that, try a different class. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Cause I yeah, think I that think the, like, right. that's one, that's one of the things that I found is like, and you know, there are some people that like love certain teachers and they connect sure. with like, I find that the voice matters a lot too. Like if I have a yoga teacher and this, this sounds like, I don't know if it sounds petty, but like if someone's voice is like, annoying to me. Like yeah. I'm not going to get the same benefits as if someone has like a more calming voice to me, you know, like, yeah. and, and everybody's ears are a little bit differently, yeah. you know, like, and so if I have someone's voice, that's just like soothing and calming, like sure. I can find it easier to kind of get into that space. So I found over the years of teaching in a lot of different spaces, I mean, I've taught in gyms where we literally have music booming next door, you know what I mean? And I'm like, now take a deep breath and let go. But really, Again, you're practicing detaching hmm. the thoughts associated okay. to that. So like, um, it's interesting, just even in my own studio here, when I'm filming, when I close my eyes and I'm like, oh, listen to what's happening outside. You can hear these birds chirping. And I'm like, oh, I just get like a smile on my face. And then my neighbor's dog starts, whoa, whoa, you know, like this big, like burly, like, and I'm like, oh no. And I'm so annoyed. Like, be quiet. I'm like, oh, that's interesting that I'm thinking that, that one noise is annoying and the other one's not. And, and so I like, it was just really interesting. I had this like aha moment as I was in my own studio. I was like, I'm going to just choose to be like, wow, that dog's having fun. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, like that no longer actually annoys me. Mm -hmm. But you had to like recognize that you were having the thought, yes. you know, again, I'm telling you, it's magic. You just like, you're in that space. You're like, oh, I could choose to not be annoyed by that dog barking. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
I'm going to, you know, um, and so I think that just bringing, like you said, the increase of awareness and that's the biggest thing for me. I'm a mom of four kids. I am a doer. I am very active. You know, if I'm not exercising, I'm cleaning my house or I'm running a business. And so to me, that accountability, I mean, like I'm going to show up on that mat, you know, for class and giving myself that time is so crucial. Mm-hmm. And like, that's a gift to yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's going to, that's going to translate into how you show up for running and all the things. Cause yoga is going to help you decompress. It's going to help you feel unplugged, you know, like let's unplug. Cause like you said before, we don't even know what that feels like anymore. We've got our phone attached on our hips 24 seven. Like what would it feel like to turn off the phone for an hour and to totally allow yourself to be present in the moment? And Becoming present and practicing present, you know, that mindfulness. Um, I'm going to also have you attach, uh, we'll include in here just kind of an intro to meditation because a lot of people are like, I don't want to sit around doing nothing and, you know, breathing and that, that doesn't have to be mindfulness. It literally could be the time from when you, you know, I tell teens from the time you walk from your house to the bus stop or maybe your commute, you know what I mean? Like, and bringing more awareness into your different senses. So that's one of the things that we practice, you know, bringing your senses. And that as a runner, like what a powerful tool that is, mm-hmm. you know, when you feel a panic attack. Or I know my daughter struggles with asthma. Like we help, you know, the tools that we help her to be calm through an asthma attack and, you know, not to let it derail her. Um, and just like acknowledging you know, and bringing yourself to your sen- the different senses, your taste, your the sight, the smells, the the sounds, you know, that you hear, and all those things. Again, yoga just gives you a really cool space to practice those things. Mm-hmm. I love that because I think that that's one of the things that could be very attractive to runners because and to like the type A personalities, the busy personalities, right? That like always want to be productive. You could be doing yoga, doing yoga is something that's maybe productive in your mind, but also giving you space to explore some of these meditations. Cause I know that like just sitting in like quiet meditation can be very hard for people, you know, like to, yeah, like it's, it's very hard, but like we read about, we hear all these benefits of meditation. Right. And you're like, yeah, but I can't just sit still for 10 minutes. Right. Like, nah, you know, like just the idea of doing that freaks me out. Right. So if that's you, if, if you're someone that's like, yes, Angie, like that totally resonates, yeah. yoga is a great place for you to be moving your body and also giving you space to, to get a lot of these benefits of meditation. And I would say, give yourself grace. When you're yeah. starting out, you may need to just be like, I'm going to do this for 15 minutes, then I'm tapping out, you know, or I'm going to do this for 30 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. So, and that's one of the reasons why I offer 30 minute, you know what I mean? Just so it's like, okay, come where you're at. Yeah. I even tell people like, you know just come where you're at, do it. Just keep doing it. I promise it gets easier and I promise it's worth it. You know what I mean? Like for sure. Um, I, I used to kind of shy away from the slower yoga because, and now, oh my gosh, you get me into a restorative yoga class. I'm, I'm so happy. (laughs) You know what I mean? Sign me up. Yeah. Sign me up. Like gentle yoga and it didn't used to be that way. You know what I mean? And now, I mean, I just love all the different kinds of yoga because yeah. they do have different benefits. So, you know, I might tell someone like that, we'll start with that vinyasa flow. Mm-hmm. Okay. But just know that like, you know what I mean? Like you can balance it out by giving yourself the slower yoga too. Yeah. Like move into it though. Don't try and just dive in and expect yourself to love something that's totally alien to what you've ever done before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was so funny. I bought this like yoga package on like Groupon, like years and years ago yeah. before I like really got into yoga. I was like, Oh, I should start doing yoga. And like, I just looked it up. I didn't know what the different types of yoga sure. were. And I think I ended up at like a yin yoga class, which is like the really slow meditative like, one. Hold right? a pose. Like you hold a pose for like Maybe five minutes. Yeah. But so we go, go into the class and the guy's like, visualize a yellow triangle and this <laughs> and that, you know? And it was like this, like very slow, like visualization. And I'm like, 
what the heck is this? I thought I was going to be doing like warrior. Yeah, and there was like yeah. very little of that. And there was a lot yes. of, it was like a, basically like a meditation class. Yeah. And it was so funny. And like, I never realized that there were those different types of yoga. So that might be something that's helpful for our listeners to know also is that there are lots of different types. So just because you try one type of yoga doesn't mean right. there is not another kind that you might really connect better with. Oh, for sure. Like, I can't tell you how many people when P90X was super big. Yeah. It's P90X, right? Anyway, that's the title of it, right? Anyway, that, they were that's like, one of the workout programs. Yeah, yeah. Like I will never do yoga again because I did it on P90X. And oh, yes. Like, yes. And it was like one of the yoga. hardest workouts on their series. I'm like, oh my gosh, they're like ruining yoga for so many people because <laughs> people are like, I'm never going to do it. It was so hard. Right. right? So like, you know, try out something, ease into it. Mm-hmm. Do what you can. Don't do what you can, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. come, come to it where you're at and let go of shoulds and supposed tos. And what an amazing thing for us to practice that too. Yeah. I think that's perfect right there because like all runners can benefit from yoga, both physically and mentally. And it's easy. Like what you said is like fitting it into your schedule you can start with as little as like 10 minutes a day or like once a week, you know, like start somewhere, like start where you are. It doesn't have to be this huge, like one hour yoga class three times a week that you need to sign up with for. It can just be, let's, let's just put 10 minutes, you know, on the mat, 15 minutes. And then that can grow once you start to see the benefits of it into something that you want to spend more time. Yeah, And it's going to help you sleep better. We haven't even talked about that, but you know what I mean? Like, Um, I have sleep tracks you can listen to, you know, to fall asleep, but just doing the yoga, helping ease all that tension and that mindfulness, helping let go of the day. Sometimes you need someone to tell you to quiet your mind. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that I've had so many people, I had, I was teaching a prenatal class. This was years ago. And she's like, Allie, I can't sleep at night. Like I'm so uncomfortable, but I'm laying here on your floor, this hard floor with just an, and she's like, and I'm literally almost snoring. Like why, how, like, how is that yoga magic? No, because I'm like, because you're listening to me and you're unplugging and you're like, you're letting go. You're allowing yourself to be vulnerable and you're allowing my voice to talk you into that place of rest. Like we don't allow ourselves to do that so often. Sometimes you need someone to kind of gently take you there, you know? That's so true. Yeah. And just my one thing that I would say would be like the one thing I want to leave people with, you know, is that yoga gives you a chance to practice loving yourself. Mm. And I think that translates the most powerful force into anything that you do. And so, you know, when you get on that mat, let go of judgment, like practice that, you know, if you are that go, go, go. And I have to be perfect at these things. Like let yoga be the space where you practice undoing all those habits that we have, you know, all the walls that we've built up mm-hmm. and don't be surprised if you get emotional or don't be surprised if you're like, why am I feeling, you know, because it allows you to, it breaks down walls. And a lot of those walls are just on how we can love ourselves exactly where we're at. I love that so much. And it's, it's so true too, because like when we hold so much tension and emotion in our body and so yoga can help unwind that physically. And when we unwind that physically, a lot of times there is a huge emotional release that comes along with it. And it's very unexpected for people. That's something that makes people very uncomfortable. Yes, It's so, so needed. Yes. That's why I'm always just like, this is a safe space. Yeah. And you will find that the yoga, I mean, all the, I mean, I guess I'm talking very biased because they're my classes, but you know what I mean? Just that the yoga community is so supportive and like, it's just a safe space to feel the thing with the running community, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. And I think that like that all of those things can translate over to running. And when you start to make those connections of like loving yourself and running because you love your body, not because you want to be skinnier, not because you want to right? like doing these things as self-care and when you see it as a way for you to grow and become a higher version of yourself, the next version of yourself, you know, the more evolved version of yourself, that's when everything really starts to change and your, your life becomes so much more filled with joy and, and, and purpose and intention and all of it connects. Absolutely. What a joy to be on here today with you. uh, Allie, this (laughs) has been so much fun. I absolutely love it. Um, 
Is there anything else? I know you, you kind of said that that's what you wanted to leave our listeners with, but is there anything else you wanted to mention today that we haven't really gotten a chance to, to touch on? Because I think we've covered so many wonderful things here. We've covered it, man. All right. We've covered, I think we have. Tell our listeners, if our listeners love your voice and want (laughs) you to be their yoga teacher, how can our, our listeners connect with you? So, um, I have a podcast called Monday Mindset with Isha Warriors, um, really just intention, abundance, you know, bring that into your life, trying on new thoughts. It'll help you feel empowered. Um, at Isha Warriors Instagram, um, I try to spell that for us, Isha. uh, Yes. Thank you. Cause it is Sanskrit. It's I S H A warriors.com. Warriors. Yeah. And Isha, I, I means, actually, I was yeah. going to, that was just about to ask you that. Cause like, I was like, that's something that I thought was so cool about your company. Tell us what, why you named your company Isha warriors. Sure. Um, Isha is Sanskrit for ruling God or goddess, one who protects. And that is just, I want to instill that divine worth in every person that steps into my space. Like you are so worth, you know what I mean? And, and this is a protective space where you can find that for yourself. So Isha warriors on Instagram, um, I created, so, you know, talking about just kind of trying things out, I created a six week program called yoga for athletes. Oh, cool. Yeah. So that I think is just a nice place. Like you can just buy a six week thing, try it out. Yeah. And then in the program itself, I have all levels vinyasa, chair yoga. What do you do when you're injured, when you're running and you got a boot on your leg? Oh, let's do chair yoga. Let's keep moving. You know what nice. I mean? Like, let's keep the mental and the emotional and the body moving um, and keep them lifted and restorative yoga. So you can choose from all those things each week. And it goes along with the journaling and like inspiring podcasts and stuff. So if your listeners go on to you know, www.ishawarriors.com and they click on that program yoga for athletes, you can enter in the code athlete. Okay. That's all caps athlete. And you'll get $20 off that series. And I think that's just a really great place to start. And, you know, one time a week, just start, just start, Mm -hmm. you know, and then you never know, maybe you'll be like me. And pretty soon you're not going to want to miss a day of yoga. I'm just saying you might be. You, you might be. I mean, that's kind of how running starts too, right? It's like yes. all of a sudden you're, you're running and then you just keep adding days. And Oh my gosh. And you're like, I just need to be outdoors. I love yep. running outdoors. I need it, you know? Yeah. Yes. I love it. For sure. Uh, Allie, thank you so much for being here and giving us your time, your knowledge, and all of the love that you just poured into our audience today. We really appreciate you being here. And um, I know that if people choose to, you know, connect with you, they're just going to reap all the benefits of that. And yeah, I think, you know, someone who's part of my program, don't you? Oh yeah. My daughter. (laughs) I do. I do. I actually, um, the way I found Allie is a little side story here. I've, I heard Allie on a different podcast that I was listening to and she was talking about the benefit of yoga for teens and Long story short, my teen, now teenager, she turned 13 yesterday, um, but she's been like pushing back against, against sports and which is like hurting my mom and athletic <laughs> heart a little bit. And so I was just like, I asked her one day, I'm like, what about yoga? And she's like, all right, I'll do yoga. And so I signed her up for Allie's program and, um, all of a sudden there was no pushback anymore. I'm like, like, cause I'm like, I don't care what you do. I just need you to move your body because of the physical benefits, the mental benefits. We know that our teens need to be active. And, um, so when I was like, do you want to go for a run? She was like, no, do you want to do this? No. Do you know? Like it was no, 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 no. And I was like, how about yoga? And she's like, okay. Like, and they're, they're just the pushback went away. And so like, she will always agree to do yoga, which is fantastic and makes my heart happy so huge any parent right now of a teen is like wait what that's yes (laughs) ishawarriors.com go sign up your teenager because they become more active and a little bit nicer in the process (laughs) (laughs) it's a Uh, win-win the teen pushback that is that is something right there you know and what a what a way to like practice the letting go there too yes yeah my teens are the same way they're like i'm gonna want to listen to that thing from not you (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll never guess what so-and-so said. I told you that last week. Yeah. It yes. doesn't matter anymore because you, you know, your mom. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> that is one thing I love. My teens come on with me and it has been a space where we don't have pushback. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like they come on the mat with me and we're joking and I'm not the person that's telling them to clean their room and, mm-hmm. you know, 
I love that. Do yoga with your kids, you guys. Show yeah. them by example. Sign up for the program. Invite them to join you for sure. Yeah. I'm still waiting for her to allow me to do it with her. I've like asked <laughs> several times. I'm like, can I do it with you? And she's like, no. And I'm like, okay, Angie, don't push it. Don't push it. Let this be her space. Like again, detach, release. Next week, I'm going to be on screen being like, so you guys, you should invite your parents to join you. You should be like, mom, what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, this one's for you, Riley. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this has been so fun, Allie. Thank you so much for being here. Bye. All right, you guys. So again, you can check out Allie and connect with her over at IshaWarriors.com. That's I-S-H-A Warriors.com. Same thing over on Instagram, Isha Warriors. Connect with her. We'll put all that in the show notes. Check it out. And as always, thank you so much for spending this time with us today. This has been the Real Life Runners podcast, episode number 282. Now get out there and run your life.